Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Terra 90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging at some of the other podcast services. As I said, thrilled to have you along with us. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you will dial into 712-775-8972, we would be thrilled to have you along with us. And when it prompts for the conference code, put in 910022. And we'd be thrilled to have you with us. As I was saying before the call started, I don't know what we would do without both Frank and Brian Curry as our technical geniuses. They are just two really wonderful gentlemen that help keep this call up and running. These calls are archived back now more than 11 years. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. And I am thrilled to welcome you to this call. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it's your one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least four of those, or at three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. If you're not able to do that, take it with your meal. Still works, um, just not quite as synergistically effective as it would have been if you could have taken it ahead of time. Um, let's see. So I said 30 grams of protein in at least three of those meals. Um, seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. And guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber daily for good digestive health but also um, for satiety, um, actually helping to keep our waistlines. All those things are really important. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night, really important. It, your body does a whole bunch of system resets while you're sleeping so that you can actually make good decisions the next day. And if you're not getting enough sleep, it's like you're operating and you've had at least an alcoholic drink or two. And it really is really important to really be uh, be able to plan and make your best decisions. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And that moderate to heavy exercise can be anything you absolutely desire to do and love to do. And if you love it, all the more reason to be doing it. Me, I like walking and I like hiking, so that is my preferred thing. But some people it's dancing, some people it's karate. You never know. It might be yoga, whatever it is that works for you. So if you're exercising heavily or if you're in a humid area, you'll need to increase this from what the formula I'm just now going to give you. You should be drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce for every two pounds you weigh. 
but if you're in a humid area or if you're exercising heavily, you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture. So do keep that in mind. With that being said, I'm going to share some additional information today from a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And I talked about on Tuesday why the food industry has been putting sugar into a lot of our things. They take the fiber out. And so we're going to actually jump into what some of that may or may not be doing for us. So there you are. Lots of reasons to add sugar and remove fiber. So I will review those very briefly. Sugar, it adds sweetness. Sugar increases browning of the food, but it also increases browning of the fat, which is not necessarily a good thing. Sugar adds texture. It stops spoilage. And it offsets the fiber that's in the fast food, so, or the lack of the fiber in the fast food. Good for so there you are. Lots of good reasons to add sugar and remove fiber. Good for visual presentation. Good for the palate. Good for the pocketbook. Good for the industry, but bad for your health. Let's take a genetic or generic cookie, for example. Thirty percent flour, thirty percent fat, thirty percent sugar, and about six percent protein. This is the ultimate concoction of fat and carbohydrate possible in one food item. The sweetness has more saliency or appeal when you add fat, which would you rather eat? Pixie sticks or Cinnabon? One cookie is a treat, but bet you can't eat just one because sugar is addictive and sugar plus fat is even more so. Our caloric overload generated specifically by sugars proves it. The food industry says that they do not understand what all the fuss is about. Sugar's been around for millennia. Sugar is a source of energy. Sugar is, quote, unquote, natural part of our diet. True, but irrelevant in terms of our health. Here are some examples or some samples of food claims the food industry or their ambassadors have used to persuade the public that the addition of added sugars to foods or drinks as an Ameri- is as American as apple pie with the extra high fructose corn syrup, or HFCS. Number one argument, fructose doesn't raise blood glucose. The food industry argues that fructose doesn't raise blood glucose. And they're right, fructose has a very low glycemic index which is a measure of a food's generation of an insulin response and is used as a method for quantifying a food's potential for weight gain. But remember, there's no fructose alone in in nature. It is always found with glucose, either as sucrose or high fructose corn syrup. And then the glucose contribution generates quite a hefty insulin response. 
So when the glucose is metabolized, it drives up insulin, while the fructose causes the liver fat and liver insulin resistance. Carbohydrates and fat together, a great way to get a metabolic syndrome. Food industry number, argument number two, switch them up, fructose for glucose. The food industry would like to develop crystalline fructose alone as an FDA-approved sweetener. They base this idea on several controlled studies that demonstrate that when you substitute fructose for glucose, calorie for calorie, there is no rise in the HB1, HbA1c, what doctors test for in order to assess blood sugar control in diabetic patients. In fact, that suggests that fructose would be desirable for diabetics. Perhaps one reason for this is that crystalline fructose is incompletely absorbed by the small intestine and thus it affects on glucose and HbA1c may be minimal. However, if your body doesn't absorb the crystalline fructose, GI symptoms caused by the residual fructose wreaks havoc in the intestine generating pain, bloating, and diarrhea. Remember how Alestra was going to revolutionize America? As a fat substitute, it purported to add no fat, calories, or cholesterol to products. True, but it quickly lost its market share due to the side effects as described by the health warning on the label. This product contains Alestra. Alestra may cause abdominal cramping, and loose stools. Olestra inhibits the absorption of some vitamins and other nutrients. The additive quickly became synonymous with anal leakage and has since disappeared. Crystalline fructose may follow the same path. Furthermore, just because fructose doesn't reach HbA1c levels in the bloodstream of diabetics, that doesn't mean it's not doing damage. Japanese researchers have shown that fructose binds to proteins in people. It also doesn't mean that fructose is not doing damage to proteins inside cells. Studies of animals receiving ad lib sucrose versus starch show marked inflammation of liver cells leading to cirrhosis. Likewise, studies of humans have demonstrated that sucrose consumption correlates with the degree of liver inflammation. The food industry points to controlled studies in which fructose is substituted for glucose with no increase in weight. After all, if the calories eaten are the same, then one would expect this. They also like to quote a famous 1999 study showing that the liver turns fructose into fat at a very low rate, at less than 5%. If you believe this, you should be able to drink as much soda as you want. Not so. It holds true only if you're thin and fasting. And therefore, glycogen depleted, given the fructose alone, which is poorly absorbed, rather you'll be obese, insulin resistant, and getting both fructose and glucose together, a sizable percentage of the population. 
Then the fructose gets converted to a fat at a much higher rate, approximately 25%. In other words, toxicity of fructose depending on the context. If you're an elite athlete and glycogen depleted, you can eat or drink pretty much anything you want. But if you're not, then our current excessive sugar supply doesn't work for you. And I think we'll probably get... I'll mention the next um, two arguments that I'll be diving into tomorrow. Food argument number three, the food label is right there. And food argument number four, is all, it's all about supply and demand. And so just keeping that in mind, at the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our wonderful leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business or what may be going on with the company currently that you might be interested in. This is Susan Mann for for February 23rd, 2023, signing out. I'm going to take us off mute. I welcome any thoughts, questions, or comments you may have. And hopefully in the next week or so, we'll be getting into a different topic, hopefully sleep, I think. With that, this is Susan Mann signing out. And I want to wish you a great day. So there we have it, my friends. The first two reasons why we should be wary of incomplete sugars. And I hope that everybody's having reasonable weather where you're at. We still have about three inches of snow on the ground here, and it looks like it's going to be hanging around till at least 10 o'clock this morning. Hope everybody's having a great day. And if there's no other questions or comments, yes. Heard the clearing of a throat. Okay, with that, I'm going to let us go. Have a great day, one and all, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow.